You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome to the All In Podcast. The podcast brings you a new perspective on the dental industry and also endodontics. I'm Shane McElroy, and I'm joined as always by B Blake. McClellan. Dude, What's up, was, brother? That was a good one. That was a good one. You know, they they get you know kind of monotonous. The same thing over again. Sitting here having to hear you redo them, and now they're getting fresh. I like it. I like it. They're changing them up. Yeah. In my head, though, because I talk so fast, I froze in my head. That's how fast it moves in there. I, I, I just I couldn't do it. it. I can't do it. I hate I hate the sound of my voice. So if I had to listen to that intro over and over again, oh yeah, this would be impossible. I barely. I have to like fast forward when I'm talking on the podcast, which is like there's 90%. like only one one or two episodes with you doing the intro and. I, you know, it's awful. <laughs> I love taking it down a notch. I'm not even going to say anything. Is that that bad? <laughs> oh man. So dude, I, uh, I was so pissed a few minutes ago. I go into my kitchen and I look up on the ceiling and you know, it's raining like cra- cats and dogs right now. Right. It's been raining all freaking day. And like and I, I set see- this up as if we didn't just do a podcast for the past <laughs> hour. <laughs> it actually happened five minutes before we recorded the first podcast, but whatever. <laughs> well, just play with me here. Okay. Nobody knows. All right. So I look up on the ceiling for whatever reason and I see like this line of water and I'm like, Oh my God, oh, there's gotta no. be a leak in the roof. So I jump up, it's right above the, uh, the kitchen table. So I jump up the table and I put my finger to feel the, um, the ceiling ready to feel like, you know, just soft drywall at this point. And it's not. It is that freaking slime putty that my kids love. Somehow they <laughs> they melted it and threw it up on the ceiling. I have no freaking clue how long it's been there, what the hell's going on. But I was so pissed off, dude. That is the worst. Like you, I see this thing on TikTok now. They're saying, "Dad, the wa- there's water coming out of the bathroom," and their water bottles that they've got stacked in like like dominoes coming out of the bathroom, and the dad comes rushing in like panicking, like having a heart attack because. Uh, as the homeowner, unless you own a home, you don't know how that, that what the anxiety is like. But oh, dude, it's the worst. God, water worst. damage is the worst. And like we've been under a swamp here in Georgia for the past oh, six yeah. months. Well, this is at my kid yesterday. I go in and pick up my kid from my mom's place. And um, like, come in, hurry, hurry, hurry. Like something's wrong. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And Ethan, my little one, has this like cartoon looking gun. He's like, daddy, check this out. He pulls the trigger. He goes, poof. And all I smell is farts. My stepdad bought him a freaking fart gun. I shit you not. <laughs> it was horrifying. And now that's all he wants to do is run around my house shooting a fart gun all the time. Right? Oh so, like, my God. This is my life that I live right now. And it will be your life soon. Hopefully. Lacey is praying for a girl. She needs some <laughs> uh, estrogen <laughs> in this house. Like we got two male dogs and me. It's like, dude, I can't, I can't do another one. So uh, no, I get it. Well, what what a great intro for. Our, yeah, <laughs> I apologize already, but like, why uh, don't you introduce our guest and and hopefully everybody can just forget about my life for a second, slime and farts. I feel like you know we need to play some nice like ambient music. Oh, we have the one, the only, the holiness, the her holiness, her holy. holy you all right? Sorry, hold up, you ruined us. Her holiness. We, we've had like four podcasts where we talk about like how I believe that this is the best handle on all Instagram. Her holiness, the pulp. Yeah, but it's like Dr. the Stephanie her, Tran. You ruined my intro again. Holiness. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I'm going to leave all this in. Okay, here we go. Her holiness, the pulp. Dr. Stephanie Tran. How are you, Stephanie? <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> All In Podcast. I nearly <laughs> expected you guys to like press a button where it's like the, the fake applause. <sighs> <laughs> or like, you know, 
we've got to step our production right. up. We need we need a bigger budget. It's on our own dime, and we're really broke. So we, we need, <laughs> hopefully, we just had Walmart Walmart Health on the last podcast. Maybe we're getting some sponsors soon. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> uh, how oh are you doing goodness. today, Stephanie? I'm doing I'm doing well. I actually. <clears throat> had a pretty busy day of uh, saving teeth, but then now I'm glad to be talking with you guys. Oh, I was just thinking though, Shane, that what you should do for revenge from your, to your stepdad is like buy something else for your son to shoot at him. So like he got the fart gun. <laughs> so I've, I've, you need tried to buy I've tried that. I've like, here's the problem though. It all ends up back at my house some way, shape or form. Cause he'll freak out. So like he, my parents <laughs> have bought him like drums and stuff and things like that. I'm like, I will kill y'all people. Like you serious? <laughs> you serious? So I've tried it. It's backfired every single time. It's just, oh, it is darn. what it is, man. But I want to get into a really important question. What, let's let's been, embrace this moment too. We have an endodontist on here. Okay. So yeah, all you haters out there who think we only stick with, Surgery and implants, because that's what we know. That is true, because we're scared of we things do we don't know. know. We had a football coach on, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but we knew that. And then yeah, David, David was awesome, so it doesn't count either. But this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure we bring everybody's everything. included. And Stephanie is awesome. Like uh, she spoke at DIA this year. I've mm -hmm. been following her for quite some time, and I don't even want anything to do with endodontics because again, it's something <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I love. That her account, yeah, but it, you know, I actually have a better understanding, and I watch it just so I know the verbiage and lingo and stuff too, because it's just it's not something I work in, so it it just isn't something that I would have ever known had I not followed her on IG, and so I've been following you for a while. Not gonna lie, I'm a little bit of a nerd fan tonight. Get finally getting to. Uh, <laughs> talk to you because at DIA I had no time to talk to you so this is this I know is a big you deal guys are so busy I'm well I'm very very honored <laughs> because yeah, I'm just getting parted on so. <laughs> <laughs> I am very honored to speak with both of you because I definitely have to admire the fact that both of you are so involved in like changing the perspective of how um, different aspects of dentistry interact how you guys um, really want to uh, like how you Blake want to spread how people are doing surgery and bring it so that other people can see it at a higher definition, literally. Um, and how both of you interact with uh, all the dentists on Instagram. I think it's awesome. So I really appreciate you bringing me on somebody who's, who doesn't really place too many implants, but I admire all the people who do because whew, it is, I can tell it is not easy what your, uh, what all of them do and all, all the surgeons do. So props to them and very much you know, props Blake, to you guys for creating no something cool. Implant Compare Endo channel. You got a pedo channel now. You got a lot of OMS stuff. <laughs> there's a name change. All I want to say is there's a name change coming soon. We're working diligently. Something big. The all in compare. Endodontics, no, the whole gambit. <laughs> We're going to try to do it all, baby. But no, um, yeah. I actually don't have any implants, but I do have a root canal. So, you know. Oh, there wow. You go. Oh, so you're a liar is what you are. You don't believe in the cause, <laughs> the titanium I cause, support right? the cause. But but <laughs> let's, let, let's, Stephanie, I want to ask you really because – I want to get into the hard questions off the bat. So um, I have been watching uh, a, a actual scientific uh, medical documentary on Netflix um, <laughs> that is obviously very valid and uh, truth. So is it true that endodontists are basically terrorists and putting uh, brain ninjas and mind waves and reading our minds for aliens or is Netflix a little wrong here? 
It's a hundred percent true, Blake. That, that root canal is allow is allowing the previous endodontist to like slowly suck your soul away. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I told you they're like vampires. Oh, it was totally, the master totally. plan. So I, I will say this, though, Blake, I will say this. Endodontists delay me selling people implants, and I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Saving teeth. What is this nonsense? Oh, just all a lie. All okay, lie. But, so let's ask uh, a real question, a real hard question, Stephanie, before we get into right. that. This is the most serious question because – and I'm sorry to do this to you, Blake. I've just been wait, dying to ask this for a long time. Where the hell did you come up with that badass Her Holiness the Pulp? Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. I, I have- Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, actually, I cannot take all the credit for it. My best friend, he came up with the name because he he thought it was super funny. He's really into puns, and I really like puns too. But I think it it has a a lot to do with like how important the pulp is inside the tooth, to how how important that is to try to keep that either alive or to manage it properly. So it's a holy structure right right and then you know i help deliver the pulp away from <laughs> i'm like a shaman you know it. like i deliver like really the pulp away i save the tooth <laughs> and then and then my logo is a little octopus because the spanish word for uh for octopus is pulpo ah get it yes I, oh, I'm oh so my gosh hey, well that's like a wow puns for days over here like, and everything oh yeah it's puns for days so, <laughs> yes, do you get any kickback exactly. from Catholics? <laughs> do, do you- <laughs> I wish, but I do love this per- this current pope. I mean, Papa Francisco is hilarious. So then he he like just by him like a kid. I heard in the news somewhere like a kid came up to him and was like, "Oh, does my dog go to heaven?" And I guess all the other previous pope popes were like, "No, dogs don't go to heaven." Also, and then like Pope Francis <laughs> was like, "Yeah, they totally go to heaven." So just all of a sudden. All the dogs that has that have ever died popped into heaven. That is, I mean, literally, right? You, like you've got to watch the goes. movie. Okay, yeah. I learned that as Disney a kid. Disney said it first. Yeah, <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. Oh, I love that movie. Classic gold, you know. And, and it's sad. I was talking to my wife the other day about the movies. Now they're they're not as good as they used to be. The cartoons. There's some that come up from Pixar that are just amazing. But those classic mm-hmm. cult following cartoons that we grew up with. It's not the same anymore. It's changed. No, not the same at all. That was such a cute movie. What are you talking about? They brought all the cartoons back. It's the exact same yeah, ones redone. Not the same. But like Nickelodeon yeah, but is dead. Action. Oh yeah. Did you yeah, guys like Nickelode- watch Hey Arnold yeah, and stuff like true. and the oh. Ren and Stimpy no, and all that, those back then? You guys are younger than me. Ren and Stimpy, yes. Oh, uh, Ren and Stimpy was gold. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the X Men cartoon. That was one of my favorites. Oh, Speaking of so that, Storm. Good. <laughs> ah, thank you. Yeah. I love, I, dude. I love the fact that you made everyone into the Marvel characters and stuff like that. It was epic. I totally thought that you actually like went through each character because I thought a lot of them made sense. Like David. Well, and now the that Hulk. I see how you came up, she came up to me, Blake, and she's like, "So, how did you decide each character?" I'm like, "Well, I just kind of like <laughs> Matt picked them." <laughs> but now I see why you would assume that because you have like 40 puns in one name. Like you, you analyze stuff now. Maybe this goes into being an endodontist. Do you, are most and I, honestly, I don't know that many, right? Like, why would I? Right? Um, are, in general, and and like we can like oral surgeons tend to be kind of like the fighter pilots, the, the, the cockier ones, like, especially right out of school, like that's a, you know, stereotype, but it's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. What about endodontists? 
are they very, I would assume that they're very meticulous, particular. And yes. And every angle. Oh, think about, think about every angle, very analytical and very like they are hung up on very minute details. I mean, if you think about it with endo, people are hung up on down to half a millimeter and, and how close it is, the apex and all, and exactly the point, whatever millimeter taper difference of a file shape, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, very, very much hung up on the details, but I think it's important with endodontics to look at the big picture, which is why I think like how you guys interact with all different dentists in all different fields, you don't, you could easily just stick with surgery. And I know that, that you guys are, uh, that, that you say that that's what you're comfortable with, but you really are open to interacting with everybody, which is awesome because it's all about the whole map, right? No, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think too, technology is getting a lot better, right? So it's not, you're not guessing as much like that, that 3d microscope, uh, that was at DIA. What did you think about that, Stephanie? Oh yeah. Yeah. I know them quite well. So, uh, Jason Frazier and Jim, the two of them who brought the scope, I, I had met them at last, uh, 2019 AE, the endo meeting. And I, I had, well, Blake, I mean, you had talked to him previously that I had asked them to come to DIA. So, because I think it's a really, really great scope. I think it definitely changes the game. Um, there was previous, there is pre existing 3d scope, but it's a really large one. And it's really the way that, uh, the guys from Siler had and the and dentoscope had explained it is like, because the, the screen on the other brand is so large, it, this one's a lot easier to maneuver. It's a lot, uh, easier to use. It's really handy, as you can see, to for like people to watch behind you, for your assistant to watch with you. So I really love that scope. I I just used it um, last week on a, a friend in Adamo's office, actually. Oh, really? What okay. The, what was the name of that microscope again? It's, so it's the Steiner. Compa- or, or Seal, si- Sealer, right? Siler, yeah. Siler. Yep, Siler. And then the company that's their distributor is Dentascope. So that's Jason Frazier and Jim. Uh, yep, the two of them who... Uh, who Those guys who are awesome. <laughs> Somebody send this to them <laughs> right nice. now. We need a sponsor for the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right, basically. No, it's cool. They had Barwas. He had like an audience. He had like 20 people at the cocktail party it, watching him. It was you know. dope, dude. It really was cool. It, was, it, brought, it made it... Fun. I mean, that was the whole point of the experience was like the booth should be interactive. Yeah, they did a good job, but that thing's pretty neat. I saw it in Germany originally at IDS and um, I was mm-hmm. with uh, Paresh Parag and Balawas and we were all playing around with it. And then they, they came out DIA. I mean, it's a it's cool tech. It really is. It's pretty neat. Well, hey, that mm-hmm. that actually gave me an idea for a really good question. So, you know how like it's it's dying now, but back in the day. A couple of years ago, even, and even <laughs> still, I guess today, there's specialists like oral surgeons and periodontists who say, you know, general dentists shouldn't place implants, uh, just as mm-hmm. a general rule, without any other background. How do the endodontists feel about general dentists doing endo? Good question. Thank you. That's a really good question. There's um, always going to be a faction that is concerned, but I think it's just like any kind of specialty. It's about proper training and proper understanding. I mean, all we all know amazing general dentists who 
can place an implant, can do surgery just as good as any specialist. And because they've put in a lot of the time and effort to really learn how to do it well. So I think it's about the proper education. And also, just like with anything, knowing our limits, knowing when to kind of stop and reassess and then reassess whether or not it should be referred or to try to continue. And then the thing is, the reality of it is that there should always be a good understanding of every specialty. That doesn't necessarily mean that everybody should be doing all the specialties. Like I am nowhere near like uh, to like fully have all the experience and the training to do any of the other specialties, but I like to know about them so that I can understand a, a broader understanding of treatment planning and of referring and whatnot. So on that same note, when general dentists fully understand what's involved in a root canal treatment, they can better assess what um, what is adequate to take on, as well as, let's say they have to take on a case, whether it's like, oh, the endodontist in the area doesn't take that insurance, or a patient just really needs to have the treatment taken care of that day, that time, whatever. There's all so many reasons. It's about being able to do it well to the same standard of care. So, yeah, I, I think it it's definitely... That they- a- they aren't making as much as they were last year and they need to increase their income or whatever. (laughs) So I think I'll do endo. Well, I think it's probably a headache. Like implants, it could be a headache if you just dabble without the right training because then you just open up your vulnerability there. You're constantly dealing with the patient coming back complaining, right? Exactly. It's just like, so it's just like implants. It's just like with uh, ortho treatment or any of the other specialties. It's about really understanding what's involved in all the different complications and everything too. So, Funny story, I didn't know what I was doing at all when I got into the dental industry. And my you first still don't. I still don't. But like <laughs> I we I was working for a guy who had just bought a company. He was still trying to figure out himself too. So there was no direction either. Anyways, we were just going out with pamphlets for whatever lines he could get. So I was calling on docs to sell bone graft. And I, my first sell was bone grafting material to an endodontist. Dude, I have a customer in there who buys a ton of bone. <laughs> I, but like to show how green and stupid I was to be calling on endos to go sell bone graft versus, you know, oral magic. Mar- Wouldn't you rather have 100% of the 1%? <laughs> hey, hey, I got, the, I got the sell. I don't, I don't know if it's out of sympathy or, you know, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. So Stephanie, why would an endodontist be buying bone? Apicos. Apico, Can you define what that surgery. is? I, I, oh, so you okay. uh, will you take me through that so I don't sound like a dumbass <laughs> that I already do? <laughs> so with an apical apico surgery, that's where the tooth stays in. It's not meant to be extracted. It's a root end surgery where um, so tooth already had root canal treatment, but for some reason it's not healing or for some reason you can't do non-surgical treatment. So for example, there's a separated instrument at the apex that you're not going to be able to remove. There's a super calcified canal, whatever reason. There's lots of um, there's lots of reasons to do a surgery, but and the patient really, really wants to maintain the tooth. There's no other reasons where it can't be restored. Then we can do an apical apical surgery where we open up the gingiva, go into the where the apex is, essentially scoop out the infection. Um, so you're mm-hmm. cur- curtaging out the abscess physically and then placing um, like bioceramic he- material at the apex to seal up the apex. And then a mm-hmm. lot of times you're going to, if the lesion's really large, you're going to place uh, bone grafting material into that and then even a membrane on top 
of the gotcha. either where the uh, bony perforation was or where you accessed into the bone. I totally knew all that. That was for Blake. Uh, any, any young wrestlers right now, now you found a niche market, go after Indo. No one's calling Rock and yeah, roll exactly. with it. And just you? use what she just said verbatim. Just <laughs> record it and just play that and be like, that's why you need to buy yes. my bone. Buy my bone graph. Yes, exactly. No, buy the bone graph. So let me ask you. As a specialist, you know, being Indo, you know, you look at like Earl Max, right? They've got to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, trips and uh, box seats at the Yankees or whatever, right? They, they have <laughs> to play the referral game. Is it the same in Indo? Or are you having to do a lot of entertaining and CE and all that for your referrals? The nice way of saying, do you have to kiss a lot of ass? <laughs> um, <laughs> most endodontists, yes. Most endodontists do. But I actually have a concierge service where, in Manhattan where I go to uh, different offices and service their patients, providing like specialist treatment, but to their patients in-house. Ah. That's awesome. So, you see a lot of that with perio. I've seen a little bit with endo and it makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A lot of sense. Exactly. So it's a nice way for back in the old days, it used to be like the super generalists where they're doing everything. A lot of generalists, they want to focus on just the stuff that they love, whether it's like just aesthetics or restorative and implants or restorative and surgery or whatever and there's some things that they that they know that they don't really want to do but a lot of their patients need and are just more comfortable staying in house or maybe the patients just can't travel that far or whatever reason so um they want to make sure that their patients have specialist care but also there's a lot of other reasons like for example, when I see my see the patients, I can see their entire treatment plan. I'm looking at the entire restorative treatment plan, and that can help me better treatment plan whether or not the tooth is restorable or not, and then discuss right there in-house at the same time with the restorative dentist, what is the treatment plan, what is the restore, restorability, well, you know, there's these perio concerns or whatever, and then oftentimes perio is in-house, so the patient's able to get a perio consult all at the same time or very quickly and they're never waiting very long so it's kind of like the traveling gig yes but in this case it's um instead of just being like some random freelance kind of person like who shows up this is like a a very personalized team concerted effort in taking care of the patients so it's a, I love it. It's, it's all like service. That. It's constant. Mm-hmm. I love the concierge name. To me, that's uh, it's yeah. a great way to because it. it's convenience, especially in Manhattan. Listen, people got money. There. Mm-hmm. Um, they want it exactly. when they want it, how yeah. they want it, and they don't want to be inconvenienced. So, now let me ask you this: Do you use a microscope every time you're you're doing an endo procedure? Um, for most of the cases, unless for some of the some of the cases, for example, there are concierge cases in pediatric offices. So a lot of kids are not candidates to be awake um, during an endodontic procedure, gotcha. right? Or maybe developmentally disabled patients or something like that. So I go into those offices. I mean, I'm not going to lug my microscope into a pediatric office. Sure. That, that's not possible. So for something like that, I'm not going to be able to use a scope. Um, so, Or some cases are just like, uh, you know, last minute requests or something like that because there's a it's manhattan so some patients are only flying in for business they have a problem they need to be taken care of right away and so sometimes i'll come in for stuff like that too is is i mean pediatric endo is that really challenging it sounds a lot more challenging with especially without a microscope and everything oh no i mean the microscope uh they're usually asleep so it's great because then the anesthesiologist specialist the dental anesthesiologist or medical anesthesiologist comes in and they're put to sleep. So it's great. 
they're not, there's no crying or anything like that. I do see kids in my Hamptons office, but, um, they usually are pretty well behaved or else I can't see them. It's too dangerous to see kids that are, uh, too scared or too anxious. Sure. Sure. You know, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to say this right now. It's the first time I've ever had a conversation where somebody said in the Hamptons that was like, they've really been there other than like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something like that. It's really cool. I stayed at the Hampton Inn once. That's about it. <laughs> I stayed at a bunch of those. <laughs> you guys should totally come by and visit. The Hamptons are great for the beach, but I don't see the patients. My patients in the Hamptons are just like the people who live there normally, not the, not the people that you see in the movies. Well, I'm actually going to be in, in New York City. You have to come see me at Biohazard in their like symposium thing, and it's like April thirtieth to May second, so I'll be up there. Um, oh, dude, yes, up. yeah, for yes, sure. Let me know. You can come see the implant meeting. Be the one, or it'll be more. Let me ask you this: Why are they, why am I seeing at least one endodontist at every course I get to now for implants? What you are seeing them uh, almost every course I see. There's yeah, there's there's usually like one endodontist now, one or more at each in each think- and every course. It's kind of interesting. I think that's a, I think the endodontists who do go, I think it's a smart thing to do because the more we're educated, the better, right? Like my training in implants is so outdated because I learned it when I was in my GPR in dental school. So, um, going, if it's the, some people go to educate themselves, some people go because they're going with their fellow referring doctors and they're all like, they, you know, they all go together to a lot of meetings to maintain networking and stuff. And some endodontists do place implants. Um, there are some endodontists who place implants because for some situations, let's say they get in, the tooth is vertically f- fractured and they, um, they place it right then and there. So that way the, like an immediate implant for the patient so that the patient can leave with an immediate implant and are ready to go. I think, Phil Walton, he has like, like, for example, Phil Walton's practice up in Canada is like one stop shop for a lot of things, right? His patients are leaving with temporaries and everything because he has an in-house lab. I think it's that kind of mentality of having, of making sure the patient has everything available immediately. Um, So some endodontists do place them sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a scenario and this is actually my wife. I I told you I'm a believer. Before we did this, I, I, let you know, <laughs> I, I believe in endodontics. My wife, at the time she was 38, I think it was number 30, she needed to get endo done. Like it was driving her nuts, giving her pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so she came to me. She's like, you know what? Let's just rip it out and put an implant in. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, you're going to go get endo because you're 38. We want to keep that natural tooth as long as we can. And the fallback plan on that, if and when it fails eventually, is to go to an implant then. Did I do the right thing? I think you absolutely did do the right thing. She's still really young at 38. And um, well, if she's we can 40 hold now, the tooth- so she's getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> You're going <laughs> to, are you having her ready to be let out to pasture already? <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> He's going to get in trouble for that one. Just oh, kidding. Crap. I just kid. kid. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Um, so with, I think you absolutely did do the right thing because anything can have failures and implant and just like teeth or implants, a lot of things can have failures, but we want to, if a tooth is restorable and has a decent prognosis, then yeah, of course we always want to try to restore it. So it's about weighing the options and having a good understanding of what the different prognoses and survival and looking at the patient as a whole. So in her case, like her age and the tooth itself and all that stuff, it sounds like you made absolutely the right choice. 
Sweet. I, although awesome. I did pay for it. It was worth it though. Shout out to George <laughs> Brown, Dr. George Brown. He is uh, a badass endodontist down here south of Atlanta. He's really, really good. Nice. So if you need endo and you're in, in south of Atlanta, give him a shout. Another sponsor. For it. Another sponsor. <laughs> well, since he, yeah, Shane he, diverted from my question initially, jerk, he's got really bad ADD. We, it's in an episode. It. Um, no, but I, I seriously want to talk about this Netflix documentary. Um, not that you're oh. reading our brainwaves, but... <laughs> I'm very interested to hear an endodontist response to this stuff. I mean, you know, you, I, I saw a lot of people on like these crazy Facebook posts going nuts with it. But like, what was there an impact? Do you still deal with it? What was your thoughts? Give us the juice, the good so, stuff. So actually, I don't deal with it too, too much because if somebody truly believes that that's the case, they're not really going to be coming to see me to begin with. Right, they're gonna refuse the referral. You're gonna get a so ceramic implant, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, they'll go straight to the ceramic implant right from right from the beginning. Um, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. It's unfortunately a lot of uh, misunderstanding, a lot of fear mongering with with anything. Right, like that's the reason why the holistic movement in general is a is a concern. Why like on Facebook groups and whatnot, they'll just start to not trust um, medicine. And that's a problem with like vaccines and whatnot. So with people not trusting vaccines, I mean, so it's a lot of misinformation, a lot of misunderstanding by the public. And uh, I think a lot, unfortunately not enough education by a lot of people, both dentists and like, um, the general public about the importance of it. And then, um, uh, and then also I think there's a concern of just m not trusting physicians and kind of society in general, because people feel like they aren't heard or they aren't listened to in terms of the issues with it. I, to like disprove some of it. So I don't think a tooth is actually, well, I think that a good explanation is that a tooth is not really dead when it's in your body, but it has a root canal treatment because it's actually being, uh, there's a lot of innervation with the PDL itself. Uh, yeah. So the tooth has like, has innervation, has uh, blood vessels to the PDL, has um, all the fibers. So that's why a tooth still feels stuff um, when it's still in your mouth, it's still in the bone. So yeah, I explained to a patient- right? Exactly, the proprioception. So that's why I explain to patients that people that a patient's still going to feel texture when they eat, which is great if they still have their tooth. But with an implant, they're not really going to feel texture per se. They can function, but they're not going to feel quite the same way. Um, that's why, like Blake, they say with like a zirconia upper and lower, and uh, they have zirconia, they could bite through your finger and they won't know, right? They can't really feel that. Whereas with your teeth, you know when to stop. That's why people sure. don't bite through other people's fingers. Just educating them real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's the same reason why, like, uh, when you bite something that's too hard, you can, your body will, has a reflex that will, like, stop you. It's that same proprioception, the same reflex. So um, I try to educate patients in that respect and, um, and that a difference with um, why your body can have the, uh, like, a tooth and have an infection, but it, there's not a real problem is because it essentially gets, like, sequestered in the bone. It's not the same thing as osteos, uh, uh, 
uh, like uh, infections in the bone and the rest of the body. So, sure. um, yeah. I'm glad she didn't use the actual medical term because we wouldn't understood it anyways. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a crazy how you see a lot of these things happening that you go straight to patients with this stuff, like this documentary or certain companies, whatever it may be. But don't you think that we need more content coming from the dental industry? We talked about this with David uh, BB uh, on the last episode, like or when we, we interviewed him, talking about, you know, getting with dental companies and producing like actual content around dentistry kind of being ahead of the ball instead of reactive to some of the stuff before it comes out. Cause I mean, look, we know how ridiculous it was and it eventually got taken down and all that stuff, but we know, but the general public doesn't know. Right. So what are we like? Dentistry exactly. needs to be a little bit more relatable than these four out of five dentists suggest this toothpaste, you know, that we see on TV. I think that there just needs to be some type of bridge. Instead, yeah. Instead of the dentist though, all I saw from that documentary was dentists getting mad, but not doing a thing about it. They just said, it's stupid. It's not science, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't give a real explanation that people could understand. And I think that exactly. average Joe, the average Joe needs to know. Right. And that's what the message is being broken. There's not a connection there. Yeah. Pe- speak to people like they're people as opposed to, you know, I'm a doctor and you, you know, like it just doesn't work that way. And people don't like that either. The successful people out there are going to talk to patients in a way they can understand without belittling them. What do you think, Stephanie? I absolutely agree with you both that I, so I do at, um, I think that a lot of the people who are on Instagram or on social media trying to connect with their patients on another level, like, um, who try to explain to their patients or try to uh, go through the process, even though sometimes it's silly, right? There are dentists currently on TikTok and I know some people think it's really silly and whatnot, but a lot of them are actually providing trying to provide education to patients who are out there in a way that's understandable and relatable. Um, I think Joyce, the dentist just talked about her post recently about her uh, kind of, it seems like it's silly or she acts like it, she acts kind of silly because you do the dances or whatever on TikTok, but you know, she's able to connect with her patients and it's the I love same TikTok, dude. way. It's the shit. <laughs> How, do you know all the dances? I just really stuck at it. <laughs> no, well, anything I put out there, nobody likes. But um, Blake's been teaching on it. His his uh, students, if you will, have been crushing it out there. I've been watching their stuff. It's a great platform yeah, to be a did. real person. It's an oral surgery exactly. group, and they they had me for their study club come talk about social media stuff. And I was like, look, TikTok is the easiest way for you to gain brand awareness because it's so new, right? Mm-hmm. It's un- uncharted water, so it's the best way to start if you're going to start somewhere. But and so they 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 they've embraced it. Like the surgeons come out and they're doing a dance in the middle of the in between cases. It was hilarious, and and I think it's I think it's great because it humanizes the practice and makes it more welcoming. And Absolutely. Oh, I think I know who you're talking. Is it like Valley Oral Surgery or which one was that one? There's somebody who's on TikTok. I saw. Previously. So Southeast Southeast Oral Surgery, they're on TikTok and, and Instagram now. They're doing a lot. They're doing a great job. And then um, mm-hmm. P, uh, Amarillo OMS, I think it's Dr. Yeah, Gray. Amarillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. theirs on TikTok. They're funny. They're really funny. Yeah. Guys. They're doing a good job. And it makes, I think, the practice dynamic fun. And that's what I always lecture about. It's like you're going to see the morale, the practice change drastically because everybody's having fun. So it's – it, it, it's exactly that, like being able to connect with patients, being 
um, and then being able to educate them, but in a way that's like easier for them to understand a way that's engaging something that they're, that they're all already going to see. Cause some of the ways that have previously been tried, you know, have, are very dry. Nobody's reading it. Who's going to read the position article on, I don't know, against the root cause or something like that, you know, and the, the patients aren't really seeing it. We can leave it out there right. as a flyer. Nobody uh, is reading it, but, um, but being able to explain it and not belittling or minimizing a patient's concerns about it is definitely important. Combining education and entertainment, right? And, and, and that's what I think is the beauty of TikTok and Instagram is you're being non-interruptive while informing. It should be 80% entertainment, 20% education or something along those lines. And by the way, what exactly. kind of dog do you have? Oh, you can hear <laughs> big dog Sorry, you can hear, hear the speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic. I have a corgi. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I have yeah, a corgi. I've seen it on Instagram. Oh, yeah. What am I talking about? I've seen it a billion times. It's like picture almost, perfect. <laughs> what's your dog's name? <laughs> His name's Mangosteen, Mango for short. Mangosteen. Oh, Mango How'd you come up with that name? Uh, it's a fruit. That's a fruit that I really like. <laughs> you should check it out. Yeah, a Mangosteen is a fruit. It's got a lot of healthy properties, fruit. right? Exactly. Wow, that's you're very you're very woke. <laughs> <laughs> I stay woke. I stay woke. Blake is woke. That is for sure. My He's my excited. my cabinet looks like Lance Armstrong's medicine cabinet. Like I've got every herbal supplement you can imagine. Like I'm all on the uh, nutri- nutraceutical life. Now I don't. I feel like we're on Rogan's podcast now because that's all they're talking about now is being woke. Oh, every- hey, we stay woke. <laughs> and JRE is the, the inspiration. So absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so mango is a, a, a mango steen is like a fruit in the tropics, and it's like it's just really good. You should try it. You should get it one day. Is it like? Have a you mango? ever tried? No, it looks it's purple and it has like little sections, and it tastes totally different. Well, it actually helps with weight loss too. I think it's like has high in CLA or something like that. So Sweet. there you go. And maybe Shane. it'll be a good TikTok video. So I got to go find one of these things and uh, <laughs> record it so I can get more than two likes on a video. And if the manufacturers of Mangosteen are listening to this, we are needing sponsors. So please. <laughs> manufacture of Mangosteen? Are you serious? Well, <laughs> the, the, the herbal supplements. The herbal supplements. Any of the brands that sell it over the table, we'll, we'll take it. I'm going to go ahead. I'll blame your dog, but I took us off the rails on this, Stephanie. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Part for the course, part for the course. That's oh, always a good way to end it, though, right? <laughs> he's interrupted multiple podca- podcasts before. It's okay. He does this. I love all the it. Time. No, we, that is not the first. I've my dog's upstairs, although he's he never barks anyways, unless there's a UPS guy. But uh, we love dogs here. We, we maybe we'll have a dog oh, on awesome. the podcast. Yeah, you, <laughs> they, we should just do it by video. They're all meeting each other, and then they're just barking. At we each need other. to get on video. Oh, We're getting you- hassled about that by not doing videos now. Of this, Blake, I, <laughs> I've got a couple of reviews that say when they get on, you know, YouTube or video, that would be nice. Like, all right, fine. You're the video guy, dude. Get on it. Uh, we're gonna do our first pilot on. Yeah, well, Stephanie, you'll be yeah, you'll be the first one to know. Tell her. Oh, so we're going to do a pilot episode on Monday next week. We're going to do what's called first impressions. And so we're going to do every time we have a guest on that when we do this in studio idea, what we would do is they would put in a dental impression and then they'll answer five questions, which will be like the hot seat while they have this impression in their um, maxillary, maxilla. So it'd be like they have a mouthful of, you know, material and they, drooling all over themselves answering five questions and so we're going to video oh that God. and turn it into like an instagram t- series 
That's hilarious. That's kind of like uh, when they wear those retractors and they answer something, right? Yes. 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 So we it was the, that was part of the inspiration, and then the um, the hot, hot ones wing challenge. challenge. Yeah, the hot ones. You're making challenge. a show based oh. off that now, you know? Yeah. You know. Oh, what about if somebody if uh, they have to numb themselves too, and then also we're, answer? Oh well. yeah. Well, we we're oh. gonna be doing it with Bolden, so maybe he can pull that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll try. Idea, Stephanie. I, I need your help on this one. We'll do an episode where we don't numb Blake up, and you do an endo procedure on him. Oh. oh. Wait <laughs> That would be the I mean, shit. You take all the, Blake, you have all those nutrients, right? Couldn't you just take all them to make the dental infection go you away? Know, isn't, that what, isn't that what they say on Facebook? I don't think it cures that kind of infection, Blake. <laughs> I do some essential oils and my teeth are going to grow back. And um, I don't take <laughs> antibiotics and we're a vaccine-free home. And all you really need is a little tea tree oil and oregano oil and you can cure anything. Well, okay. we just lost half our listeners. Thanks. Watch a Netflix documentary already. <laughs> get woke, exactly. son. Stay woke. I get my knowledge from Netflix, and that's a wrap. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this was see, a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm glad we did this. This is a blast. Like, See, I, endodontists are good people too, Blake. I told yes. you. I see Stephanie. He didn't believe me, but I, I told him. I refuse. Only some I said, of them. Only some dead. of them. Get, <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> I think that goes with anything. No, no, seriously, Stephanie, thank you for coming on. And 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 I didn't get to thank you personally for DIA, or maybe I did and I forgot because it was mad. He was drunk. But seriously, it, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you could be there, and I love what you're doing. Think it's awesome, and you know, again, I can't wait for uh, to have you on the stage again uh, another time, wherever we're gonna do it. So, well, yeah, I'll see you in April. Really right? I'll DM you when yeah. I get up there, and we'll have to grab a drink, grab a coffee, something, or a beer, or whatever. <laughs> well, are you gonna be at a Chicago pizza, Midwinter a, by a chance? Pizza. Oh, unfortunately, not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, not uh, Chicago Midwinter. A little too cold. A little cold. Yeah, yeah. Um, the high is like twenty five, and the low is like sixteen the entire week on there, or something like that. Yeah, Chicago is one of the Whoa. best cities in the oh, entire gosh. world in September. I keep telling them, but they keep not listening. So exactly. <laughs> oh, too cold, too cold. Um, but I'll see you guys definitely at DIA. I'll see you in April. You said, and then are you, either of you guys going to the aesthetics meetings, like uh, AACD or anything? Not at ACD, no. Um, I don't know. You know, this year's been weird. I haven't planned out anything. It's usually like a book of flight two weeks before I need to go. So we'll see. I don't know. You never know me. <laughs> I like um, – I'd love to chat with you guys more about like about filming for Endo. I think that's a really interesting idea. Yeah. But not under the Because you could hook up like the that. microscope yeah. to that and that would be really freaking cool to see. Yeah, you yeah, already have the cameras we need, so it's easy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, let me know. Done, done, and done. Done, done, done. I'll let you know about the name change. <laughs> All right, definitely. Yes, thank you for being on here. Stephanie, thank you for putting up with our dumbasses. Thank- <laughs> we really <laughs> appreciate it. No, it's been such a blast. I've had a great time chatting <laughs> with you guys, and thank you so much for having me on. I feel honored. Am I the first ended honest on your podcast? You are. You're our first. Wow. Oh. We appreciate it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you represented your specialty very, very well. And we, we really, awesome. I had a really good time doing this one. So um, thank you again. And guys, well. we will catch you all the next episode of the All In Podcast, even for Anadonis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.